Hello, everyone. I'm Paul Menzel. And I'm Jim Conlon. And this is New Tricks for Old Dogs. Our podcast features the many ways us older men and women howl at the moon, odd news items you don't normally hear about, and conversations with other old dogs who are growing bolder, not older. So if you've got 25 minutes or so, grab a cup of coffee, pull up a chair, and join us. In this episode, the old dogs take another look at our slogan, Howling at the Moon. We celebrate the birthday of a centenarian who likes gin-soaked raisins. We share with you our word for the day. We report on the trend of senior influencers. We bring you our fifth installment of Aging is Awesome. And we discover a new way to pep up your next Zoom meeting with a goat. Our old dog's conversation is with Steve Austin. No, not that Steve Austin. He's an octogenarian who has found fame, if not fortune, on TikTok. Stay with us. So, Paul, hello. Yeah, Paul? Uh, I'm awake. What's on your mind? Well, you know what I've been thinking about, Jim, is for the longest time, we have had the the phrase howling at the moon. Yep. And we talk a lot about being engaged and being an energetic participant in life. Right. And I, I think what we also need to do is deal with the fact that a lot of our listeners, a lot of people our age, have limitations uh, physically and possibly limitations mentally on what they can do. And we are not saying that they should ignore those limitations, but they should be aware of them. Yes? You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I think we can safely assume that everyone is aware of their own limitations. But I, I think what we're implying here is that nobody has to howl at the moon in the same way that somebody else does. Everybody has an opportunity to find a really good way for them to enjoy life, to live life to the fullest, no matter what their situation is. Yeah, I, I think what we have learned from uh, the many people that we have interviewed is they all had engagement with life. Yeah. Whatever their personal limitations may be, mm-hmm. they still were very excited about getting up every day. It may be volunteering. It may be continuing their initial career. It may be a new career, writing, for example. But there was a passion about being engaged with life. And I think that's what's so admirable about our opportunities now that uh, we can do something, whatever that might be, and we don't want to define what that might be. Our case, we've gotten a great deal of personal energy and excitement from the podcast because it has directed us towards talking with other people our age and hearing their life stories and being inspired by them. I guess what we're saying is howling at the moon is something you personally define. Yeah, we don't want to be responsible for defining anything in particular for anyone in particular. Let people define their own joy in life for themselves, uh, express it however they want to express it. As a matter of fact, uh, I'm reminded of Milton's poem. On, <laughs> really? Yes, on okay. his blindness, where the last line of the poem is, they also serve who only stand and wait. And that may be what a person decides to do late in life, is sit and enjoy the experience of being alive. 
Okay, but I have a counter argument for that, which is I, I think we don't want to encourage people to retreat from life. Yeah, that's different. In their rocker and watching TV, you can find ways of reaching outside yourself. You define what that looks like. Maybe what we're groping for here is the word opportunity. You know, opportunity presents itself no matter what condition you're in, frankly. And you can look at your life and see perhaps opportunities that you may have wanted to pursue before and couldn't. And maybe you have that opportunity now. Right. Well, Paul, you've given me hope. Uh, Oh, damn, I didn't want to do that. I have always (laughs) wanted to sing. Ah. And I'm going to sing right now. Uh, Okay, do you mind if I leave? Forget vaccines, masks, and social distancing. To beat COVID, you need a handful of gin-soaked raisins. This item is from the New York Times for February 23rd, 2021. Lucia de Klerk is the oldest resident of a New Jersey nursing home at 105. You know, I think I dated her. (laughs) On her 105th birthday in January, she tested positive for COVID one day after she received her second vaccine shot. Her family braced for the worst. Astonishingly, she showed few symptoms. Within two weeks, she was back in her room wearing her trademark sunglasses and knit hat. So did she credit her two vaccine shots? Nope. She credited raisins soaked in gin, of course. She has eaten nine gin-soaked raisins every morning for most of her life. The raisins must sit in the gin for nine days before consuming. If this was my recipe after nine days, I'd throw away the raisins and uh, just drink the gin. Yeah, I'll go along with that. She does have a few other quirks. She drinks aloe juice straight from the bottle and brushes her teeth with baking soda. Now, before you laugh, wait, wait, wait. Lucia did not have a cavity until she hit 99 years old. Something is working. The lady has survived the Spanish flu epidemic, two world wars, and has outlived three husbands and a son. So lift those gin-soaked raisins in a toast to Lucia de Klerk for howling at the moon at 105. From time to time, we are going to showcase words that are fun to say, like roly-poly and humdinger, in an effort to increase your vocabulary while having a good time. Our word for today is chinwag. So what does it mean? A chinwag is a chat. The word is a combination of chin and wag. It's a humorous way of describing the movement your chin makes when you're having a chat. And now Jim will use it in a sentence. As I've grown older, my jowls have grown too. So when I have a chin wag, my chin wags too. Excellent. Now that we've expanded your vocabulary by one word, see if you can work it into one of your chin wags today. Social media marketers are starting to realize the economic impact of reaching boomers. And it's about time. This pod nugget is from the industry publication PR Daily for February 17th, 2021. Okay, here's the facts. Baby boomers control 70% of all disposable income in the U.S. 
We spend 15 hours online every week and largely believe that social media improves our lives. We also spend more money online than younger generations, about $7 billion a year. Also, seniors are becoming more tech-savvy. They're using online platforms like TikTok to build their personal brand and share their favorite products. This makes them perfect partners for businesses that have products appealing to our age group. Influencers in social media are people who have built a reputation for their expertise or maybe just their celebrity. They generate large followings of enthusiastic, engaged people who pay close attention to the influencers' views. Here's a couple of examples of seniors who have a large following on TikTok. Granny Coy Bundy is a senior who performs energetic dance moves to lip-synced music. One of her mashups attracted 6 million views. Steve Austin, as Old Man Steve, creates corny but fun short videos. This 82-year-old has over a million followers and 26 million likes on TikTok. So, what do these two have in common? They are seniors with a charming authenticity and personal energy. They have each found a unique niche on social media that millions of people have found appealing. And recently, they have partnered with companies who want to capitalize on their following. It's given hope to us two old dogs with a corny sense of humor and some awesome dance moves. Right, Paul? Well, I've seen you dance, Jim. I'm not sure. Well, that's your opinion. Uh, Anyway, for more about Steve Austin, listen to our interview with Steve in this episode. From the pages of Seniorly.com, Why Aging is Awesome. Did you know that seniors are living longer? Due to advancements in health care, the population over 85 is expected to triple from 5.7 million to 14.1 million by 2040, the fastest growing age group in the U.S. Oh, boy, I'd like to see that. Yeah, but you know, Jim, we won't, but our wives probably will. That's another statistic. Hmm. If you've got Zoom fatigue from seeing the same faces too many times, maybe you should add a goat to your next call. Sure. This pod nugget is from the Washington Post for February 5th, 2021. Okay, this is one of those ideas that you would dismiss as too silly. You bet. It would never work. Imagine that during your next Zoom meeting, the face of a live goat suddenly pops into view with his name displayed on the screen. It appears as if the goat has crashed the party. Well, this silly idea is working well for Cronkshaw Old Farm in Lancashire, England. They have been offering up their goats to pop into <laughs> meetings as an uninvited guest for almost a year. The short interruptions are a surprise to everyone but the organizer of the meeting. Okay, if you're interested, you can take your pick of seven goats at the farm website. The picture of each goat is accompanied by a tongue-in-cheek biography. For example, Sebastian is a fan of belly rubs and carrot sticks. He has an underrated intellect and would make a great guest for a game of Scrabble or a book club meeting. The five-minute goat poppins are affordable at just six bucks a pop. Over the last 11 months, they have facilitated over 10,000 of these goat two meetings. <laughs> it has provided much needed extra income for the farm during the pandemic. Given the success of the goats, the farm has added chickens to their offerings. <laughs> they have also added a goat with a note service, where a personalized note on edible paper is eaten by the goat. As they say on their website, we know this is bonkers, but just goat with a flow. Ooh. Chew on that, Paul. Paul. <laughs> 
Steve Austin is what they used to call a spry, 83 years old. A few years ago, he brought his love of doing very small things in a very big way as old man Steve to the TikTok platform. He's gained a robust social media following by sharing goofy antics, wearing funny hats, and pretending to cook. Steve, good morning. Hello, Steve. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? You're looking good. Well, y'all look pretty good, too, I guess. <laughs> Let me start out asking, are you a native Texan? Uh, yes, born in Dallas, Texas. I'm a Dallas boy. Okay, but you moved out east for a while, right? Well, back in the 60s, I lived in New York City. I, I left home and moved uh, there. Uh, but recently, I uh, the last few years, I lived in Connecticut. I moved there with uh, because of a, my closest friend, and uh, he was from there, and he um, he got Parkinson's, and he had no one to take care of him, and I became his caregiver, and uh, ended up staying there taking care of him until he went into a nursing home, and then he passed away, and so then I moved back here. Well, Steve, and, your experience in New York City in the 60s, yeah, uh, that was hippie central in a lot of ways. Uh, were you a hippie back then? Uh, well, <laughs> most of my friends were actors or, or wanted to be actors or whatever. We were all young. I was in my early 20s. And uh, we all, when we got out of school, they all took off for New York or California so I was kind of left by myself, and so I decided I'm going to do the same thing. So I, I got on a, a bus and took off to New York because my friend said he had an apartment up there and uh, that I could stay with him until I got settled. Uh, for me, that was like going to a foreign country. I'd never, <laughs> been, I'd never been out of Dallas, and, and I was pretty naive and uh, and young and uh and probably foolish, but <laughs> by the time I got there, my friend had met this gal and she moved in. And so I ended up sleeping on the floor and uh, he got this um, summer stock job working in the box office and, and he wanted to be a, a set designer. And after he'd got this job, another job came along doing that. And he wanted to take that one. So he talked to the producer and asked if I could take his job working in the box office. And so I went and got interviewed and I said, sure, fine. I had never done anything like that before. And I thought, well, you know, how hard could it be? So just selling tickets. So it was in upstate New York. So I hadn't been in New York city, but uh, just a couple of months and then uh, got on a train and went upstate New York and worked at this theater. And uh, it was a tent, like a circus tent, but it was a theater in the round and it seated almost 3,000 people. And, and uh, shows came in like Ethel Merman, Carol Channing, and, you know, big name stars uh, of that era. You've been around theater for many years. Have you ever been tempted to act? No, I, I, I never thought I had the talent to do that. I always ended up in the box office. I worked, uh, I worked for the Dallas Summer Musicals in the box office. Uh, th that was my last job. I was there almost 20 years. Mm -hmm. But I never really wanted to be an actor. I just didn't think I was talented enough. 
Okay, Steve, we'd like to get on to the question of what made you decide, even though you didn't want to act, what made you decide to start this adventure of putting yourself on TikTok? Well, um, I guess because I'm a ham, you know, <laughs> at heart. And uh, I've had a YouTube channel for about 12 years now uh, that I made videos on YouTube, which didn't have a very big audience. And it was kind of a thing I did, and I guess it was my niche. And then um, as cell phones became more popular and and they started having apps, I tried that and did some stuff and had a little bit of popularity. And then my nephew said, Uncle Steve, you need to try TikTok. So I did it, and I got on there. And, and it's like all the other apps. It's mostly young people. And then I started um, filming myself making a sandwich or a bowl of cereal, and I called it Cooking with Steve. <laughs> and, and, and it caught on, and my numbers started growing. I mean, I think, like, I was getting, like, a couple of hundred of viewers, and then, and then all of a sudden it jumped into thousands. And then... Uh, and then I was going like a half a million. I mean, it just, it, it, it kind of grew overnight. And all I was doing was just doing my cooking with Steve. And once in a while I would dance around, kind of move around to music. It wasn't really dancing. And all my fans uh, kept encouraging me because they started calling me Grandpa Steve or they wanted me to be their grandpa or I reminded them of their grandpa. So it just kind of grew overnight. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that we were all in quarantine because of the coronavirus. People were at, at home instead of being at work or kids were at home instead of being at school. And there wasn't a lot to do and they were searching and people were just kind of stuck at home and they, discovered things on TikTok they like, and I was one of the things they liked. And like I said, I have no way of proving that. So when did the character of Old Man Steve emerge? I don't know. I just started calling myself that. And and one day I, have, I put the, these bucket hats that I wear, and I put it on, and I liked the way that it made me look. And so I started just wearing the bucket hat. Uh, I probably have over 100 hats now in, in my my fans also send me some, which I, I don't encourage because I don't need any more hats. <laughs> My grandfather was an entertainer. He went by Barnyard Steve. He did animal impersonations, and, this, and he had a radio show, and this is back in the 1930s in Dallas. And... Um, my mother always said that I acted silly, just like my grandpa. So I don't know, maybe I inherited some of that. <laughs> you don't seem to be at all embarrassed. Uh, and uh, all of these videos that you show, you don't, you don't seem to have any uh, uh, reservations about just trying anything. Why do you suppose that is? Well, there again, I think it's because I'm a ham. <laughs> I don't know. I just, you're in front of a camera and there's not any other people around. So I, I don't ever think about what the audience, I mean, ex except that I hope they're having a good time. 
I just do what I do. And um, I know sometimes it's, it's pretty silly. And, um, but I'll go back and look at some of my videos that I've done and it makes me laugh. And I thought, that's pretty funny. <laughs> and, and, and I don't remember doing that. And uh, usually spontaneous, I don't really plan it. Uh, although I do, I'll be sitting and watching TV or something and I get an idea. I said, oh, that'd make a funny video for TikTok. And I'll get up and go do it. <laughs> Because uh, I'm I'm 82 years old. I live by myself, and and it has given me a, a purpose. I guess it uh, gets me up in the morning. <laughs> so is and, uh, is this fame that's come to you overwhelming at all? Or I'm sure you're getting a lot of fan mail. Oh yeah, you're my third Zoom call this week. And I have one scheduled tomorrow. Huh. I'm, I did an interview with In, Inside Edition, which is supposed to be on TV today. Uh, I was on Kelly Clarkson's show. I was, because of my cooking show, I was on Rachel Ray twice. <laughs> <laughs> You've got some sponsors, right? Who sponsors what you do? Well, I get requests uh, on TikTok. I don't really have any sponsors. On one of my videos, I talked uh, about my my back hurting, and I said, I think it's my mattress is pretty old. I think I need to get a new mattress. Well, a couple of weeks later, I get an email from a mattress company, and they said, uh, your fans say you need a new mattress. We'll send you one if you do a TikTok about the un the unboxing. I said, Okay, mm -hmm. so they sent me a mattress back before the uh, the virus uh, and the quarantine. Uh, when I first started becoming very popular, Taco Bell got in touch with me and they wanted to sponsor me and fly me to California. They have a, a believe it or not, Taco Bell has a test kitchen, and they wanted me to go cook in their test kitchen. <laughs> And I wrote to them, I said, well, you know, I don't really cook. And they said, well, we know that's that's what we like about what you do. <laughs> well, Steve, you ever wonder how long this is all going to last? I was afraid that my 15 minutes of fame was over uh, here a while back, but it seems to keep continuing along. <laughs> and I keep getting requests. So I guess my 15 minutes of fame is not over <laughs> Well, Steve, we have one more question for you, then we'll let you go to your next gig. There are lots of people our age who are wondering, what are they going to do? What do you suggest that they can do to stay in a good mood and enjoy life? Well, I think you have to have a purpose. I found my purpose, and that's doing what I'm doing. I'm doing TikTok. But there's other things that they can do, and I think it's staying active and having a positive attitude. The main problem that I think is, is seniors my age being alone. There's a difference between being lonely and being alone. And I think that's more important than ever for seniors to be able to connect with their family and friends. I do have long conversations with my cat because he's just not 
ready, he said, for all of this uh, fame and and no fortune. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Back there. <laughs> like what you've been hearing? How about sharing the joy with your friends? We can always use more listeners. There are more episodes on the way, so stay tuned and keep howling at the moon.